episode of Records Revisited podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your host, the DJ, the MC. I'm Ben Montgomery. And joining me is, well, if you take the L out of Lover, it's over. But if you take the Y out of Wayne, it's still Wayne. Here's my host from the left coast. Here's Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben Hamid. So this is one of our... uh, just you and me episodes. Yeah, that's been forever. A hundred years. Do, do you know how many episodes it's been since it's just been you and me? Uh, say anything soundtrack? Gotta be. No, no. We, we, did, we did one since Say Anything. We did the Summer Songs episode. Oh, wow. Well, probably a good three months. Probably uh, yeah. 20, what, 15 episodes maybe? 20 episodes. 20 episodes. 20 episodes. Can you believe that? Not even a little bit. So uh, tonight we're going to do something a little different. We're going to uh, do one of our essential essential episodes. And we've, we've been talking about this forever because you and I are both Motels fans. And so we wanted to do an episode celebrating the Motels. And, and it comes on... Really good news for me because I found out last week that Martha Davis and the gang is coming to Orlando first time. And I don't remember how long it's been since they've been here in Orlando. So I'm going to go see them. Nice. They were here this past summer with uh, like a like an 80s revival tour that played at the Woodland Park Zoo. And I considered going and I I feel like I I feel like I should have. You should have. Uh, they are coming down. with Bow Wow Wow and When in Rome Two, and I don't <laughs> I I don't know what that means. I'm assuming that there's probably there was probably a split in the band. I got I, I, that I'll, sounds I'll have to like do some re- yeah that sounds like a legal settlement. Yeah, I'll have to do some research on that before I actually go to the show because I'm I, I've I've got to assume that. Probably there's a disgruntled keyboardist who had the name, and so he's probably doing it. But do you really need two when in Rome's? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I sure love the promise. The I love <laughs> that, the promise. You you have to like the promise, though, don't you? Oh no, absolutely, and that that's the extent of it, I believe. Yeah. Uh, there's another, there was another song off of that. Um, should have known, should have known better. No, that's Richard Marks. Um, <laughs> uh, I, apparently I'm going to need to brush up on my when in Rome before, uh, before I see them in January. So anyways, um, but yeah, been 20 episodes. We'll talk about motels here in a minute. Let's, let's, let's kind of, let's do a little recap of, the last several episodes for, for anyone who is maybe missed out on some of the episodes. Well, maybe this is a good opportunity for us to talk you into um, going and revisiting one of these episodes that you might've missed. So the last, the last time that you and I got together was summer songs. The episode right after that was our episode with John Lamoureux of the hustle podcast when we did uh-huh. in excess. So, um, since then, John, uh, John and I did a live Facebook, uh, video 
uh, I was uh, I was in Denver for work, and so he picked me up, took me to his recording studio in his house, and we talked music for. Uh, I don't know how long did we talk? Did you watch the video? I don't have Facebook. I just heard the tales. I I know I sent in some comments. I uh, you you did send in some comments. That was fun. John John's a good dude. Um, nice. We've. Uh, consider him a friend now through uh through all of the the insight that he's given me uh on how to podcast and you know he's a seasoned veteran he's been doing it for i don't know five years or something like that so and that's a a good plug for the hustle podcast so yeah you should uh should go check out some of those episodes uh just listened while i was traveling and listened to the episode that he did with the guitarist from flesh for lulu if you remember them (laughs) that's crazy that you bring them up because one of the things that happened to me is while i was uh i don't have spotify premium so i have to i have to accept whatever they they tack on and uh when i so i got you know no more words by berlin and uh, but I was ex- I was very happy to hear "Postcards from Paradise" by Flesh uh, Flesh for Lulu. It's a great song, very good song. Um, all right, uh, episode after that was our episode with Katie Tupin that Jeff locked you in a room. Uh, yeah, well, at least at least I had a couple of man on the moons to keep me company. There you go. Um, just to follow up on that, so I I got the vinyl. For tumbleweed connection. Oh wow! My my brother hooked me up with some some vinyl while I was in Washington a couple of weeks ago, and that was one of the Elton John records that uh, that I snagged from him. Um, I don't remember there there was like three or four of those. Uh, he also hooked me up with Who's Next. Uh, let's see, there was uh, The Stranger by Billy Joel. Mm. The first three Stevie Nicks solo records. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, what else he got? I should go thumb through my vinyl right now. Um, American Fool by John Cougar Mellencamp. Ah, starting point. Just says John Cougar on the front. Yep, at so, that point it was just John Cougar. Just John Cougar. But anyways, I have not had a chance to take the vinyl for a spin yet, but uh, looking forward to that. So after that was Brian Dunn. Give Brian Brian some some kudos. He's got a new song that just came out, first single off new record that's going to be out in 2020, and it's a it's a good one. Should uh, you should go check that out if you have not done that yet. The song is called Harlem River Drive. So <laughs> definitely go go check that out. Uh, has a very taxi feel to it. You you had a chance to listen to it yet? I uh, no, I haven't. Uh, last thing I listened to was uh, New Tattoo, which uh, spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure is going to be on my top ten for the year. I have a feeling Taxi's probably going to make my list because I've I've played Taxi a lot this year. Um, really dig that song. Uh, two episodes after that were a couple Daves, so Dave Cooning and Dave Schilzel from the ocean blue and um those those didn't do quite as well as i thought they were going to do as far as downloads because neither one of the daves promoted it on their social media 
So I th- they they did pretty well. I mean, I I posted it to a couple different Facebook groups that uh, like the Ocean Blue, like the Killers. So they did okay, but I I don't know. I thought I thought uh, I thought we were going to get a little more traction with with both of those episodes. Both were were a lot of fun. Both days were fantastic guests, but. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah. yeah, I thought the the lead guitar player for the uh, for the Killers was gonna. That's what. That's how. You, unfortunately, you have to describe him because Dave Cooning wasn't wasn't uh, right an, a household name. <laughs> no, no, but his his solo record is really solid. I really liked it a lot. A- absolutely, I uh, I did as well. Yeah. Boat accident was probably my favorite one. I did that. like boat boat accident. Um, what was the what was the other song? The the Queen song. Um, uh, the Queen's finest is that what it was called? I'm looking it up. Queen's finest. Queen's finest. I like that one too. Uh, and Prismism, the uh, the the title track is really solid as well. Even though it's it's kind of trippy, it's got a little little auto tuning going on in it, but. Uh, it's a good tune. People should should check that out. Uh, the episode after the Daves was our friend from high school, Ian Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that is our third most downloaded episode. Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, so I think that he's telling everybody. I could be wrong, Jonesy. You can you can you can text me and let me know. But I think he's been telling everybody because every week, every week there's there's some additional downloads, and so it's it's tracked really well. It's either that or people. I know you don't want to hear this, but I think people want to hear about greatest hits records. <laughs> that's not true. I think I think that's what that's it is. That that isn't it though. I I think that I think that that people don't want to hear about the Smiths' Meat is Murder. They want to hear about James Taylor's Greatest Hits Volume One. Uh, now I now I know you're not. You're, you're incorrect, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's that that's right now. That's our third most downloaded episode. Um, any guesses on what our first one is? Ah. <sighs> Caroline Spence? No. Liz Longley? No. Either one of those. Um, uh, a, I got nothing. It's our Tommy Stinson album, the Bash and Pop with, That's uh, right. with Matthew Ryan. It got it got a retweet somewhere from Tommy, I believe. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, we retweeted. I can't even say that. Retweeted it, and because of that. All of the the Tommy fans and the replacements fans went and listened. So so hopefully Matthew Ryan has got a little bit of residuals from that, and um, you know because we 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 did talk. Good gosh, we talked for almost an hour just with him about the state of music, and that's one of my favorite episodes. I lo- I love Matthew, and he came through for us big time for. A guess that we're going to have in a couple weeks, which I'm I'm super stoked about, and I'm not going to I'm not going to say who it is yet. You know which one I'm talking about. In a couple weeks. In a couple weeks. I, I think I do. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm leaving you on suspense as well. So, all right. Yeah, I, you know what? I like it. I like I like to be uh, 
I like to keep on my on my heels. Yeah. I'm just surprised. I love it. I will just say that if we would have made a most listened to list in 1986, that person's album would have been totally on my list. So anyways, spoiler alert. Um, all right. Uh, episodes after that, Anna Tivill. Uh, not going to spend too much time talking about Anna because last episode that we did with Shane Leonard, we, you know, talked to, talked a great deal about Anna and, and, uh, some of the, uh, rewards of her being on our podcast with getting hooked up with Joe Henry. So that was cool. Um, Anthony D'Amato was the episode after that. And Anthony also has a new new uh, song out called uh, Wrong Shade of Blue. And it is really cool. Go, please go check that out. Um, Johnny Hickman was after that. He Johnny, of course, is the guitarist for Cracker, and he's kind of talked me into coming up for the uh, the camp in. Is it the camp in? Is that what it's called? I believe it. I believe the the one in Georgia is the camp in. Yeah. So um, so he's talked me into that, and um, so that's 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 been fun. Um, after that was our episode with Lucette, we're working on getting Lucette back on the podcast as well. Cause, uh, well, we're, uh, we're trying to do something a little different for the month of November. So should, should, should I, should I let the cat out of the bag? Oh, that's not going to happen. So you <laughs> might as well not. <laughs> uh, I love giving you crap about this. Cause, uh, <laughs> So, so month of November, if the, this episode will come out sometime in November. And if you've noticed that maybe our Facebook page and our Twitter is not quite as updated as it usually is, that is because the, the, the podcast has kind of taken a backseat for me for the month of November. I am trying to finish a novel that I've been writing since... I'm not going to say how long it's been, but I am trying to finish a a novel that I started writing many years ago. I am participating in what's called NaNoWriMo. Any idea what the acronym is for that? NaNoWriMo. I I know what it is because I'm familiar with it from last year. (laughs) The last year when I didn't do it? Yes, but you talked it up. About how I talked it. To. I I talked it up, and then we launched the podcast, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is more work than I thought it was going to be." So yeah, it didn't happen last year. So it's National Novel Writing Month, and the goal for the month is you write fifty thousand words, and 
I know I'm not going to hit 50,000 words. It's just not going to happen. But I think that my novel needs about another 25 to 30,000 words to be done. And uh, so that is why I signed up for it. So it's uh, got a nice little support group here in Orlando of other writers. And I just hope that uh, I can stay motivated and focused to actually finish that so so in the process i was trying to get wayne to um slide over into my chair for a couple episodes and um uh i've been i've been met with some some huge resistance from somebody <laughs> yeah i i don't know that I'm, I'm i'm ready for that uh especially with a guest but i know it'll i don't know I think it's I think it's a great idea. I think it's uh something for the future. I don't know if it's for this November. But I'm 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 definitely working to uh push myself a little bit, maybe do an episode with Jeff, somebody I'm a little more uh familiar with and a subject I'm a little more familiar with. All right. Well, there'll be at least one episode without me. So for first time ever on the podcast. So I've been the common denominator for all of the episodes. We're we're, we're trying to change that a little bit. If it ain't if it ain't, if it ain't broke, <laughs> much resistance, much resistance. That's all I'm saying. All right, uh, let's see. Episodes after loose set, we had Lily Hyatt. So I'm I'm waiting for a new record from Lily. Waiting for some new merch. Um, I'm st- I'm still a little irritated by that. That uh, you know, uh, I I wanted to give her some of my money. I wanted to buy a T-shirt. I wanted to buy you a T-shirt. I was I was going to buy you a Lily T-shirt, and uh, went to her show in St. Augustine, and <sighs> she didn't have she didn't have our size. That's rough. Yeah. So, anyways. I'll I'll be definitely seeing Lily again, and uh, hopefully at that point she'll have some new merch for us. But um, see, episode after that, we had Eric Davidson from the New Bomb Turks talking some Dead Boys, and um, I don't know if you've been on their well, you haven't been on their Facebook page because you're not on Facebook. But uh, New Bomb Turks have some new merch out. Good. Some 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 shirts out there. Surprised you uh you didn't you didn't you haven't partaken of a shirt yet. I you know what I hadn't even think about go I didn't well Facebook, I don't have it, but uh yeah. I've been I've been steadily buying shirts though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually we did we even t- talk T shirts? We didn't talk T shirts, did we? <sighs> did you wear anything special for this episode? Because I didn't. I am wearing uh, my Cure Disintegration album cover shirt. Okay, cool. And I'm uh, I'm wearing my 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 Seahawks logo T-shirt. So nothing nothing rock music related. I figured I didn't need to impress you at all because like your your T-shirt collection is way more impressive than mine is at this point. So yeah, it's it's a it's a touch out of control. Nothing I could wear would be something where you'd be like, ooh, I want that. Well, I, I recently made a, a special purchase uh, 
just for you. So, I can't. was it, it the one that you be- texted me yesterday? <clears throat> no, I would, no, I would, it's, a, it's a secret. The one from oh. yesterday uh, is that I got that. I got that for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking that you bought me a t-shirt. I like yes, I did. Just yeah, I just okay. ordered. I uh, just ordered it. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Gotcha. Well, I'm I'm seeing it should be fairly rare. No one should. No one you know should have one. Nice. All right. Well, I am. Uh, I am. I'm going to be purchasing your Christmas gift in a couple weeks when I go see a particular band. Perfect. And so I'm not. Tell, I'm not telling you who it is, but they were a recent guest. Again, I'm not telling you. um all right let's see what else oh so after eric davidson's episode was liz longley that was right before she kicked off her kickstarter have we talked about her kickstarter on an episode i can't remember if we did it um i think we may have made reference to it um so huge success story on that so she was looking to raise i think was she trying to raise like $45,000? Yeah, I want to say 45 is the number I remember. And what was her final number? She said something on her Instagram. For whatever reason, the Kickstarter website is not opening up for me. Um, so I'm going on to Liz's website, and she says, you helped me raise over $150,000. Yeah. That's awesome. That is what you want to hear from the, you know, the, 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 the people who are trying to make music as their lifelong ambition, their lifelong vocation. And, um, I'm very proud to say I, I, I threw some money her way as well. Not as much as I wanted to, I would have loved to have, donated at one of the higher levels and you know been able to go to one of her listening parties etc but you know we're uh, i'm a father of four two of my kids are going to college next year so not a chance that i'm gonna be able to do that so anyways super excited for liz super excited to hear the new record and uh couldn't happen to a nicer person absolutely yeah uh, let's see. After that was the Bon Iver episode, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, next episode after that, you're supposed to laugh after I just did that. Uh, I heard the episode, so uh, or I heard some of it. Typically, I listen to the entire episode, but that guy's uh, masticating. Um, I couldn't. I could not stand. Uh, uh, I I don't even know. I don't. All I can do is laugh about that episode. Like I thought I was, I, I really thought that I was giving Zach, you know, an opportunity to uh, promote his new record. And, um, he was, he was eating food and chewing ice during (laughs) most of the recording. Like, like I edited a good portion of, of that episode and I don't, I don't want to talk trash about any person he was he was a very nice guy to have on the episode i it just yeah it just took some some extra editing on my part to 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 get that episode polished so um 
but I mean, I love, I love Bon Iver. That, so that was a lot of fun talking about Bon Iver with, uh, with Jeff. And I, ho- and I hope you didn't feel, hope you didn't feel, um, insulted that when I told Jeff, Hey, we're going to do a Bon Iver episode. And I felt like he was the right guy to talk about that, ep- uh, you know, album with, cause he is also a Bon Iver fan. And I can't remember if Jeff, did Jeff introduce me to Bon Iver? I know we've, I know we've had lots of talks about how important Bon Iver is to, to both of us. And, and I kind of talked him into going, he won't admit it. He didn't admit it on the, on the, on the, the show, but I kind of talked him into going to see Boney Fair, like right before we did the episode, Boney Fair was playing in LA and Jeff was kind of being, um, uh, a little bit of a dud. And I was like, no, you need to go. And so he, he ended up splurging for, for some tickets and, and went and, um, anyways, love you, Jeff. Thanks for coming on with me. Um, all right. After that was uh, our friend Will Carpenter from Ships of Sailed. Best thing that came out of that episode was I, I, I purchased a T-shirt, and it's now my favorite T-shirt. Notice I'm not wearing it. And I am shocked that you're not wearing it. You seem to always be wearing that. It inspired me to buy one, uh, just so I, I thought maybe that would get you to shut up. <laughs> It, it uh, didn't. And apparently it's work. So since I bought mine, you haven't worn it. No, yours, actually, so. the reason why I'm not wearing it is I was traveling to Atlanta this, this week for work and I wore it one of the days, one of the, one of the evenings. And, uh, so it's, it's in the wash right now. So if you, it's, so if you don't believe that I've washed my shirt since, you know, the first time that I wore it, uh, a month ago, um, there, there's, there's the proof. So anyways, it's, it's my favorite shirt right now though. It's, it's a quality shirt and he's a great guy. I actually ordered mine on the website. It's not like I said anything like, Hey, I'm the guy you did a podcast with, but he clearly will was clearly in charge of somehow gathering the shirt. Cause he dropped a little personal note where he uh, mentioned how much fun he had on the podcast, which I thought was uh, incredibly nice of him. That's awesome. And if anybody's listening and uh, want to promote ships have sailed, I have some. I have some stickers. He he sent me a whole, whole, uh, whole mess of stickers to give out to to people. So um, so if you if you want any, drop me a line. I'll uh, I'll send it to you for free. Um. All right. Let's see. What was after that? Oh, uh, the cars episode that we did with Ira from Not a Surf. That was after ships have sailed. Ira's. Uh, he's he is a phenomenal guest. Like if if if. If I could replace you with anyone, <laughs> it would be Ira. <laughs> That's my co-host. Because oh That's my a god, lot of work. Oh my gosh, he is just full of energy and full of stories, and um, I am so very much looking forward to the the next Not a Surf record that's supposed to be out in a couple months. So, and I'm uh, I'm I'm still working on getting Matthew on. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen, man. We're we're gonna talk some blonde on blonde. Yeah, it's only it's only a matter of time. I think uh, I think uh, it's gonna happen. Definitely, uh, Ira will make that happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I believe in him. Yes. 
And uh, after that was Tom May from the Menzingers. And um, I'm going to go see them in a couple weeks. I'm I'm stoked, nice. man, because I love Hello Exile. That album is yeah. solid. Really oh, yeah. solid. And and spoiler alert, since you you brought up, uh, you know, new tattoo is probably going to make your most listened to list. Yeah, there's going to be a Menzinger song on my list for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I would I'd be surprised if there wasn't one on mine also. Yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, last but not least, our episode that we did with Shane Leonard. That was uh, that was fun. I you know, and I I was a little nervous, not so much nervous about Shane, but I was nervous because, like, I I didn't know John Bryan at all. Yeah, never heard the name. No. Well, I I had I had I had because I knew that he, you know, he he did a ton of scores, and um, so I knew his name from that but hadn't heard any of the the songs that he had actually sung on. I mean, I'd, I'd heard the scores, you know, I've watched a few of those movies that he scored. Um, but yeah, I, uh, anyways, I, I enjoyed that episode a lot and oh uh, yeah, Shane, oh. Shane was a lot of fun. I, there's something about having people on who also, produce their their own stuff you know when we start getting into like the production um type of of breakdown of songs i don't know there's something really cool about when you've got somebody who is who is thinking in those terms of production and I don't know. I just i I found a lot of his his conversation about the production of stuff re- just really fascinating. Um, so, anyways, um, all right. So that's uh, that's twenty episodes, man. Twenty episodes since we last did a an episode together. Just you and you and me. Wow, just like the old days. Whereas roots. Or as Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale would say, just you and I. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I love a rainy night. Who doesn't? You know, who doesn't? Let's chat motels. I think that's why we're here. Yeah. Let's do I it. think that's I think that's why we're here. So uh, when when did you discover the motels? What was the what was the song that got gotcha? you? The um, I'm. I would say it was only the lonely um, because that one thing about this going back and listening to these and then even seeing, you know, thinking about some of the other bands, uh, you just remember how influential MTV was on uh, people our age, even, and, you know, probably maybe five years older, five years younger. Uh, That's no radio station played what you would find on MTV. Not, not all together. Like one minute you're, it's the Michael J- the newest Michael Jackson video and then Pat Benatar. And then next thing you know, it's the motels. And then all of a sudden, then there's a Judas Priest video and it's just everything right. in one place. Uh, so I spent a lot of time watching MTV and, and uh, this is, that was the first place I, I heard the motels and I believe it was only the lonely. Okay. I think that it was, it was only the lonely for me as well. Um, but 
definitely, definitely became a fan of little robbers. I bought that. I bought that record and just absolutely love that record. And we're going to, we're going to talk about a few of the songs off of that, uh, off of that record makes a, makes many appearances on, on our, uh, essentials list. So, uh, the way that we did this was we, um, we, we did a, would you call it a schoolyard pick? Yeah, it was. Yeah. We divided it up teams, a draft. So I picked first and then Wayne picked second. So, um, so we picked our 12 essential songs. So six of those were my picks. Six of those were Wayne's and, I will say that if it was up to me, there would be quite a few of your six that I would have picked for 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 my essential twelve as well. Maybe a few that I wouldn't have, but uh, we'll chat we'll chat about those as we as we go through the the, the list. Um, all right, so you've got number twelve. What was your number twelve? Whose problem from uh, careful? This was supposedly a single. Yeah, I read it. It it had it as the second single, but they also had a, I think it was Mission of Mercy or Mercy to Mission, something like that. It said it was released as a single somewhere, but uh, I didn't see any date for the release. But this was definitely a single. Yeah, it didn't hit in the U.S. Supposedly, again, we we base a lot of info off of what we find on the internet, so take it for what that's worth. But supposedly it was a top fifty hit in the UK, um, hit number forty five in the UK, but didn't didn't chart here in the US. So so why why did you pick who's who's problem? You know, and I'll actually after listening through all of them, I think I could have I, I could have got put this one even higher. I like uh, it's got an island sound to it. Not not necessarily reggae, but like a little. It's got a little island sound to it. Mostly, I think in the in the drums and the guitar. And then she also her voice, which is I think the key to the motel sound. She gets a little cutesy, and it almost reminded me a little bit of Blondie. And this would have been probably 1980, so it would have made sense. Uh, but uh, it's great lyrics. A great you know great story about you know be better off if i never met you yeah yeah i i like the the little extra the whatever little guitar thing that is going on in the you know what i'm talking about on on that the little bing bing yeah and it might even be a synthesizer you think that's a synth it's it's hard it's hard to tell sometimes what's real and what's a synthesizer yeah i thought i thought it could be a guitar but maybe yeah no. Oh no! It, it absolutely could be, but I'm just yeah, I'm not positive. And 
I thought that there were some good lines in 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 the song as well. Um, I think you're wondering, maybe you made a mistake. Now nobody's perfect. Now why don't you give me a break? Uh, you know it, it. It it seems like a very '80s lyric, but I loved it. Yeah, and the the one that I always like uh, is actually that whole verse towards the end, where it says, "I think I think of the places I visit. I think of the face I have lost." Think of it, I'd be a bargain at half the cost. And except for the sanity, nothing much has been lost. It's great. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's good. It's, it's a good song. Good pick. Good pick. All right. Uh, my my pick, our number 11, is Kicks. Kicks, what the hell you do with these kids today? Kicks, what the hell you do with these kids This is from the the debut album, and I kind I kind I don't know I kind of felt like this had a little more a little more punk sensibility. The first record definitely is. I won't say it's not polished because I think that there's a few songs on there that are pretty polished, but this song is just one of those kind of in your face and kind of gives you a little more more attitude where whereas you know in subsequent songs that we're going to pick where they were a little more radio friendly this wasn't a radio friendly song Uh, i felt like this was more of a in your face and really demonstrated to me kind of why i liked martha there was a little bit of an edge to her and i just found that super freaking sexy yeah, this one I felt I, I have I have misgivings about words that are misspelled, uh, and I also, <laughs> to me, this is too early in the process. I guess it's important in a lot of ways for who they became, but there's no sax, um, there's very little synth, no. if anything. It's it's very guitar driven, but uh, ultimately, I didn't. It's one of it's the one song on here I would have. I know you had mentioned tables turned. Uh, I would have absolutely replaced this with tables turned that would have been my my uh first alternate was tables turn i don't know i and maybe part of the reason why i didn't choose table tables turn was we already have pretty huge representation from little robbers i just felt like i i couldn't i couldn't pick another little robbers song so i so i went with kicks so there you go. That's 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 my reasoning behind it. And um, the song is way better than the band Kicks. <laughs> I, I don't know if I agree wholeheartedly, no, but totally, totally. Come on, don't don't close your eyes, uh, my you friend. Know, I, I love me some hair metal. Don't it's not it's not go it's not tilt at that windmill right now. I knew I would strike a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a nerve. I don't. Uh, I don't want to have to defend my to defend my youth. Yeah. All right. All right. So what's uh, what's your next pick? My next pick is from Little Roberts. It's Remember the Night. It's- I, I I loved how you threw that at little extra s right there at the end. 
<laughs> I, tried, um, I tried to get away with one. No, no. that this charted higher than it did so i looked at the billboard hot 100 this peaked at number 36 this was the follow-up single to suddenly last summer um let me see if you can you can tell me what the the next single was after remember the nights doesn't make our list and and it's not and it's not off of little robbers was it on a soundtrack? It was. Know what I'm talking about? Uh, is it the one from Moscow on the Hudson? No. Did uh, they have one on Moscow on the Hudson? Uh, it might have been a solo, but it, it's, that's to me, that's the huh. same thing. Okay. I'm not aware of Moscow on the Hudson having a motel song in it. No, it's a song called In the Jungle. It was on the teacher soundtrack. <laughs> Remember uh, that movie? Uh, uh, no, you don't remember teachers. Nick I Nolte? don't. I oh, okay. Judd, okay. Judd Hirsch is in it. Um, yeah. Okay. Ralph Ralph Macchio is uh is one of the students, which again just makes me laugh knowing that you know Ralph Macchio was like thirty when he was you know <laughs> he was trying to play a seventeen year old. He was the Karate Kid. Uh, I think this was right after Karate Kid. If I cashing in on that Karate Kid money. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, he's a 30 year old trying to play a senior in high school. And I'm like, buddy, you're fooling nobody, but it's a, it's cool. <laughs> could be worse. Could be Patrick Swayze trying to come across as a teenager, but you know, whatever. All right. Enough about teachers. Uh, what is it about? Remember the nights that you like so much? Well, it's, it, it it's very much, uh, it almost feels like it's about the same relationship as suddenly last summer. I love nostalgia and uh, it has, it just has a lot of that, that same suddenly last summer nostalgia in it and her, her voice It's this is right now at this point, she's, she's really found her groove and she just has this dark, uh, lonely voice that just carries all these songs. Yeah. I, I, I dig this song a lot. And like, like you, I felt like, um, yeah, it's it's a nostalgia song, you know. It's uh, I was trying I was trying to remember what the the there was one lyric that I really I really liked on this. Um, the the old lady sings a song that I can't forget. Little girl that asked you who collects the flowers they give to you, her eyes, her dress, the sky. I don't know. There's 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 some good there's some good stuff in there where it's like, you know, she's she's trying to pull pull on the heartstrings a little bit where it's like, you know, remember the nights. Yeah. My, my one criticism would be not enough sax. Is that, is that going to be the criteria for most of your songs though? It has to have the sax in order to be good. No, no, it should. 
it should have the set. You should, uh, was it Marty Gerard? Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he knew how to blow the sacks. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the biggest reason why I think, uh, my top song is the top song is, I mean, I love Martha's vocals in that too, but the sax solo is pretty awesome. So anyways, uh, all right. Anything else on remember the nights or should I, uh, should I talk about my next pick? I think we should move on to the next pick. All right. So my next pick is so LA. This is off their All for One record from 82. Doesn't, uh, I guess it doesn't really have the sax. Does it have the sax on this one? Um, I don't, I don't have anything written down. Um, it's very synth heavy. Um, this one has much more of a, a missing persons kind of that, uh, that kind of new wave. Yeah. A little bit, little, little edgier, a little different than their, their standard kind of uh, vibe that they hang out in. Um, I was always a big Missing Persons fan. That was another band you couldn't hear on the radio, but you'd see on MTV, and I was totally in love with Dale Bazio. Heck yes. And this one, I was looking at the lyrics to this, and this is almost, uh, it's like a new wave, Welcome to the Jungle. Very much so. Very much so. And, you know, the 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 one note that I have on here is, reminds me of Mental Hopscotch. Which is why I think, um, to to your point of yeah, I'm feeling a missing persons vibe on this. Yeah, it's it's totally I could totally see see Del Bazio doing this song as well. I love the synth in this, which is why this has always been one of my favorite Motel songs because it's just I don't know it's uh it, it's got a really dark vibe to it, and I love the. If, if you're looking just at the lyrics on paper where it, it says, oh, oh, it's so L.A., uh, it, it takes them a good, you know, 20 seconds to, to do that because the band is like, you know, oh, dun, dun, oh, dun, dun. I just love it. I, I, I just really dig this song. It's always been one of my favorite motel songs. Yeah, solid pick. Yeah. All right. All right. What's your uh, what's your next pick? Wow, I picked another one from uh, Little Robbers. This one's Trust Me.
Now, do you understand why I couldn't do Tables Turn? You had the monopoly on the little I, robber songs, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that's if if the song, it doesn't really. I mean, it's a it was a good album. You've said you stated yourself. You even spent your your I mean your lawn mowing money Absolutely. on it, so it had to be it, it's worthy of 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 every entry on here. This one's definitely another. This is a he- little heavier and a, a definitely a guitar driven song, and uh, and Marty Sax. This this got some great sax in this one. It's not dirty, not dirty sax, but right up in at the very end, he gets he gets dirty. Yes, he does. Not not super in depth song. Trust me, I'm never gonna leave you. Trust me, I'll always be near you. So I mean, that nothing really super crazy as far as the lyrics go that uh, that i can i can see but it's a, it's a solid song i this was always one of my favorites off a of little robbers i liked it yeah and just it so for all of our listeners if you're trying to find little robbers on spotify um it's not on there i w- i would like to know why it's not on there there's got to be some kind of legal crap as to why it's not yeah, on there's- there there's got to be some licensing issue. I know they, the guy who produced uh, All for One, the version that came out, and Little Robbers also took over managing the band at this time. And then I know he was he was fired, so uh, they wouldn't be the first rock band to have have their 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 work owned by somebody else through a, no. not reading something fully, right. typically, right. but. They do have, I mean, you can find, you can find other songs from Little Robbers out on Spotify. So like if you look at their essential collection that's, that's out there, um, you know, it's, you're going to find Remember the Nights and Suddenly Last Summer. Those are out there, but you know, if you're trying to find uh, Tables Turned, actually Tables Turned might, might be on that essential list. Yeah, it's on one of the albums that's on Spotify. Table's Turn is on on Spotify, but uh, your your song is not. That's so L.A. I don't know. (laughs) It probably isn't. I'm just throwing that out, trying to do a callback. All right. um, So my next song is off of the debut album, and this is Celia. sounds like my top song a little bit uh again it's just that whole sultry thing that uh, that she's doing and i like some of the synth that's going on in there i don't know i just i've always i always i always dug this song and i thought that you would appreciate that i picked the one song where they say the f word i did appreciate that uh 
This was one I, I yeah, I don't I don't disagree with comparing this to your your top pick. Um, it is musically sparse, yep. but I think uh, it's that's important because this one's dark on a whole nother level. Like I say, I think all of the real good motel songs are dark. I think that's and I think that comes from her. She has a very dark voice. There's some desperation and some loneliness, like some sadness in it that you can't. And then having read and granted it was Wikipedia, but reading about her life, uh, I can totally like that's that's real stuff. Like she was like pregnant at 15, I think, and dropped out of school and married the guy and had another kid. And I heard that the lines, the, the very uh, haunting lines in here, uh, what is it? I heard him talking. I heard him say he wasn't going to kill you. He was just going to up your pretty face. Like I had heard that that's something she heard him say. Like, obviously he didn't know she was listening. That gives it a whole new level of reality. Uh, this is lyrically, this is a uh, one of her better, better songs. I, I mean, I know we really want to use this to get her on the show. So I, I, I but some <laughs> of her lyrics, they're not as uh, this. This is real. These lyrics are. This is a great story about you know this girl's promiscuously you know, and but that's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But you know what, you you fool around with a crazy guy and a gun, and you could get your pretty face. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know if did did you listen to the episode that John Lamoureux did with Martha? Uh, no, I haven't. You you need to go listen to that episode. So he he did a fantastic job on that particular episode of getting her to open up to to him. And yeah, she she talked about some heavy stuff. So it's, it wasn't just about her her life, but um, her her daughter died of a drug overdose. Yeah. And, and, um, so she was dealing, she's still dealing with that. And I want to say the interview is a couple years old, but, um, she just opened up to, to John. It dude, seriously, go, go check out that episode. It was, it was really, really good. And so she, she brings a lot of those things to light and, and maybe, about the same time that that we were coming up with our essentials list, that that was when I I listened to that episode. I was like, oh, this just brings this particular song into a different context for me. So I had I had to choose it. Dig the song. All right, what do you got for next pick? Uh, well, the newest uh, song, or at least at the time, this would be the most current song on the list. From Shock, from the 1995 record Shock, this is Shame. Talking about uh, newest stuff. So, did you get a chance to listen to 
the Motels record that they put out last year, last few, what's it called? Last few beautiful days. Uh, no, I have not. You got some homework to I do. I was not aware there was. <laughs> I was not aware there was any contemporary Motels records out you there. You know what's the deal? You you need to pony up the extra six dollars a month or whatever it is to get the the, the full on Spotify, my friend. I'm not going to say that that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say that <laughs> I'm just I'm. Let me just put that out here, okay? You you don't need a new T-shirt for every single episode. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you do without buying a T-shirt once a month. I can't have you. I can't have you cutting into my T-shirt money. <laughs> <laughs> this this is where I draw the line. My T-shirt money stays in my pocket. Yeah. No. Um, Anyways, go go check it out. I think there. I think, I think most of the songs are out there on YouTube. But um, I had a chance to listen to it uh, the, this week, and I I thought it was a solid record. You know, she still she still has a really great voice. Um, doesn't have her eighties voice, which you know who who does. Um, but uh, there there's some solid songs on there. Uh, Light Me Up is really good. Imposters is really cool. Uh, Lucky Stars is really good. Um, anyways, um, definitely go 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 check that out. And I have to assume that they're probably p- playing a few of the songs off of that, uh, it, you know, in concert. So I'm definitely going to have to uh, listen a couple more times to, you know, feel like I'm one of the, the, the diehards and can sing along to a newer song. So anyways, so shame that was a single peaked at number 21. So what, uh, yep, second single, what is it about this song that you like so much? Uh, well, it's got a great hook. I mean, a lot of, a lot of their songs, she's, she definitely writes an epic chorus. This just has this, like say a class, this is last of the classics. Um, the, uh, the synth and that dark, desperate—you know—that voice of hers is clear, is what makes these songs, uh, rem- you know, remembered. Uh, Could have used some dirty sax though. Once again, yeah. I, I just felt like this—they had a great spot in there for for a, a dirty sax solo. I don't know what Marty was doing. You know, and if there is any song that on our list that I feel sounds a little dated. I would say this is probably the song on our list that sounds the most dated. I mean, it did come off of shock, which I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of shock. I felt like they were, they were trying too hard to be radio friendly. And I felt like, I don't know. There was just this, this mid eighties over polish. Yeah. I, I think the uh, yeah that's one of the things that I noticed even on this one is you can feel them starting because I mean if they're an LA band they're still around LA at this time the bands that are going to make up the hair metal scene are what's yeah. at the clubs in LA and I think that is I think you can hear that uh, on the on the few tracks from Shock that I listened to yeah I felt I felt like they were trying too hard to maybe try and get like a jelly bean to come on and produce for them. I don't know. It's just, it's not my, not my favorite, not my favorite record, but um, I do like this song though. Anything else on shame? That's all I got. All right. 
So my next song is a song that everybody, of course, knows. This is uh, Suddenly Last Summer. talked about this on our summer songs episode um we won't talk about the um the summer of 1984 um that was not a not a good uh not a good summer um this was so going back to what you were saying about the mtv uh programming where you know you would see madonna and then the next video would be judas priest so This was number one on the mainstream rock chart, hit number one in October 1983, and stayed for two weeks. So when you think mainstream rock, who who are you thinking of during that time, that time period? So 1983? 1983. So keep keep in mind, like, Robert Plant's first solo record would have come out in 83 gosh i mean that's so long ago van halen was that would be mainstream rock yeah so Um, so mainstream rock they viewed the police as mainstream rock so the king of pain was the number one record before suddenly last summer and then the the song that bumped the motels out of the top mainstream rock number one was Pep Benatar. You know what and you know what song I'm talking about, right? I hit me with your best shot. No, that was ninety that was eighty one or eighty two hit me with your best shot. Um Love is a battlefield. Absolutely love is a battlefield. <laughs> Uh, that was huge. I'll never forget that that side shoulder shimmy thing from the video. Oh my gosh! You, uh, you, you know you practiced it in the in the in the mirror. I wish you did. I wish I could move my shoulders like that. <laughs> um, so on the Hot 100, so this peaked at number nine. I thought would have been way higher, considering you know it it bumped King of Pain out of the top one top mainstream rock and it was a contemporary to love as a battlefield i would have thought that it would have been you know a little bit higher but it peaked at number nine this gives you context so i was looking at the charts today okay no you know what the number one song was when it when it was at its peak in november of it was november 19th 1983 was its peak so what what do you think was number one song on the on the t- Hot 100? Something from Michael Jackson. Think almost as big as Michael at that point. 
1983. Who who were the big ones in 1983 besides Michael and Prince? Madonna? Lionel Richie, man. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. I don't, you know what? I still, I, I, I still can't fully grasp Lionel Richie's success. Yeah, that's, that's not good. All night long, man. That was the number one song. Yeah. No, dancing on the ceiling. Uh, no, not, not dancing on the ceiling. All night long. I'm just saying he's all, <laughs> he, he's also famous for dancing on the ceiling. So here, here's what kind of bummed me out a little bit that it didn't, it didn't peak this song didn't peak higher than number nine. Do you remember the song telephone by Sheena Easton? Uh, yeah, I, I, I almost, yeah, I know what you va- vaguely it's, remember that. Yeah. It's, that you got to really, that peaked at number nine as well. Yeah. So, so it was I, a different time. I know, but I would say that suddenly last summer definitely has more staying power than telephone. Right. Like I don't oh that yeah I don't hear I don't hear I don't, telephone on any you know the, yeah. those oldies type of stations I but I do hear I do hear suddenly last summer yeah I don't I don't think I don't I'd be curious that the Spotify hits on uh, telephone by Sheena Easton they're probably bigger in Australia than they are here but yeah maybe I don't know what else you got to say about suddenly last summer I mean this is uh, there I agree that they were capitalizing on the success of only the lonely because this has a very similar <clears throat> sound um, but it's a new wave classic and this one they definitely mix the keyboards and the guitar a little a little bit together which gives it a, a I think a, a bigger sound because a lot of times it's one or the other and their other stuff and this one they've got it mixing they've got it mixed a little bit better yeah playing off each other and it's got the sax in it I didn't, I don't, I wrote down no sax. What? Unless I'm, I did not, I didn't hear, I I didn't catch a solo. Maybe some sax, maybe in the background, but I didn't, I didn't hear any sax. Oh, you're right. No, no, no. I'm, I'm confusing with, with my next song. (laughs) No, this is definitely synth heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, maybe I should listen. Maybe I should listen to this song again because I was listening to every other song off of, off of our list to, to kind of refresh myself, and I didn't listen to Suddenly last summer because I was like, eh, "I'm good." How many times have I listened to Suddenly last summer? I'm good. Uh, you know, wouldn't be an episode without me embarrassing myself. So, <laughs> it's gonna take more than that. All right, what's your next song? Uh, my next song is the first single from Careful. It is Danger. single that didn't do anything 
Um, I, you know what? Apparently, it was top twenty in France, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. Yeah, and we were big in Belgium too. So, uh, well, <laughs> we we officially were for a week. Uh, but this is more of the early stuff, so it's definitely more guitar driven. Uh, the video, the video, I actually, and I don't know if it was a they released this or if it was just from a concert, but actually the video I saw has Martha playing guitar. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, the one thing that people don't, don't realize is the motels were formed back in the early seventies and then broke up because the, for whatever reason, they just didn't get a record deal or something. And then they reformed what? 78, 79 79 was first record right yes 79 was the was the first release yeah i had read that they came out of berkeley in the bay area and went down to la to and martha played guitar in the first band and she was not the original lead singer there was another female who was who who handled the, the lead vocals initially so there you go well, more information than you would ever want to know about the motels. We just gave it to you right there. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Da- danger. Danger is a cool song. Yeah. And it has a great sax solo. It does. Absolutely does. Is that, is that why it, it, it got as high chart position from you? Um, not, not on that based alone, but like I say, it is a little more guitar driven, which I, I, I like, but once again, she's got she's got these great big epic uh, choruses where you know danger. Yeah, they treat me like a stranger. You know that the the sax on this, uh, I swear I I could see John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band doing this song. It has that vibe to me. Oh, it's I don't I don't feel like it's that you know, old time rock and roll or anything. It's definitely still got, um, you can see the, the future on the horizon. Yeah. All right. I, I kind of feel like it does have that old timey vibe to it, but I don't know. You've been wrong before. So. <laughs> uh, and I've also been right many, many times. All right. Um, all right. Moving on. Only the lonely is my, uh, my, my second song Just to give you t- context, so I told you that suddenly last summer, P- 
peaked at number nine and it has that staying power. Does only the lonely, do do you feel like that is side by side with suddenly last summer? As far as popularity goes, if you, if you were to tell people, like if you were to say, Hey, I'm doing an episode on the motels and they were, they would ask you, what are they seeing? You would immediately say suddenly last summer, right? I would not. I would say only the lonely. Oh, um, this is okay. Yeah, this is the song that broke them. Uh, this is uh, it's got that it's got that great uh, like film noir video mm-hmm. that went with it. And they like I say they they don't mess it up. They focus on Martha Davis. Um, it's got it's just got such a big hook and some of the best dirty sacks this side of Careless Whisper. It does. And uh, the ending, I love the ending so much. The reason why I was asking if you would put this side by side with Suddenly Last Summer. So this peaked at number nine as well. So this was, if you're, again, you're looking at just Hot 100. So this and Suddenly Last Summer both peaked at number nine. And yeah, I think for me, I feel like Suddenly Last Summer is more known than only the lonely. Maybe, maybe I need to have John Lamoureux put on his on his Facebook page because he always does these polls. Um, he always does these polls of who's better. You know, is it Culture Club or Scritty Politi? You know that kind of deal. <laughs> and um, I, I may be exaggerating. I may be exaggerating, but he a ridiculous question. He has he has put some weird weird stuff on there you know and he calls me the weirdo but um he called us both weirdos that's a true. couple of times so. that's true that's it's like it's like <laughs> his 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 uh his pet name for us is weirdos yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's wrong i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh so ma- so maybe i'll have him post there o- only the lonely or um suddenly last summer so i'll i'll, I'll ask him to do that that'll be fun I, I thought I thought that this was an interesting song because um, she wrote it. One of the interviews I read of her, she talked about, you know, this was kind of this was this was written from my vantage point of, you know, we were having some success, but yet I was dealing with the loss of a parent, and and she didn't say in the interview. Which parent passed away? Well, I think it would have to be her father because her mother died. Yeah, her mother died before they left uh, the Bay Area. Oh, okay. So it was dealing with dad, dad drinks. Yeah, because I had I had read that when she was going through some of her mother's stuff, she discovered that her mother had had wanted to be something else uh, more in the arts, but that when she got married and had kids, she put that aside and became a wife and a mother and. Uh, there was, I believe, something to indicate that she regretted that. And so Martha decided that she wasn't going to, was going to let that happen to her. Yeah. All right. I do have a question for you in regards to the lyrics. I want to know if, if the internet was wrong or if my, my interpretation that I've been, that I've been singing this for years is wrong. So the lyric that it, that, is on here it says we lied about each other's drinks we lived without each other thinking what anyone would do so i always thought it was we lied about each other's dreams 
And, you know, I would have to is listen it dr- to it. Is it drinks? You know what? I'm looking at it on paper and I'm like, I, I have always, in my mind, it's dreams. So I would have to, I would have to hear it again. All right. Screw you, internet. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think the. I like it. I like it. I like it when you're talking about we lied about each other's dreams. That, that just seems more poignant than drinks to me. But yeah. I mean, it's got a fruity umbrella. It's got an umbrella in it. What else can it be? Uh, I just, uh, exactly. I agree with you on this one. That's not, doesn't happen every day, but. Uh, we agreed on something. Uh, I'll take it. We agreed. The internet is wrong right. about this. There we go. About this. Yes. All right. What's your next song? Actually, what's your, what is your top song? My top song. Wait, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Had I not had the first pick, what would you what would you have picked as your same one? same song? This has been my favorite okay. Okay. motel song since I heard it. Part of it is, uh, and the song is "Take the L Out of Take the L" is the name of the song. And I think listening to the lyric, listening to it for the the first time, I heard it, um, and just actually, you know what, removing the L from "Lover." And it says over, and I'm thinking, how could, how did no one else think of that? And like, at that time, thirty years of of popular music, and no one had no one had ever come up with that. I just thought it's a brilliant right. analogy, in and of itself, that you just take this one thing from this relationship, take it away, and it's it's nothing. It's over. And so clever. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And she just—it's got a yep. great—it's got a monster guitar solo in it, and no sax, which is un, is unusual. But uh, just a great song about uh, you know regrets break of a ending of a relationship. I would say that this is their third most popular song. Is that is that pretty accurate? You know, I I, I guess I I mean I think the first two are obvious, and then I think it's probably going to get a little yeah. murky after that. But uh, I wouldn't I would not be shocked. I it's to me it's it's my favorite, but those other two are right behind it. Highest chart position number fifty two. Yeah, and this is another one off of All for One, which is you know the album that that got him on the map which apparently is a re-recording yeah. of they made the album. They called it Apocalypso, yep. sent it to Capitol, and Capitol said, said, yeah, we're not, that's too weird and not commercial. And so I think the guitarist, Tim McGovern, um, had a lot to do with it. And so 
uh, not only did Martha Davis break up with him and then kick him out of the band, and that's when uh, I want to say his name is Van Garay uh, took over production okay. and redid the whole. They basically chopped some songs, redid some the songs that were left, and added some, and came out with All for One. Had I not picked my number number one, um, this Take the L would have been my number two song as well. That's that's one of the songs that I go back to. Such a good song. All right, so let's uh, let's talk number one song that I picked. This is Total Control. everything about this song i love the sax i love the tempo of it um so i i posted the video of of this the day of our recording and i asked our our facebook listeners uh what they thought of it dave dave peterson who is uh one of our our loyal our loyal revisitors Here's what he had to say about because I was like, uh, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys think? What do you guys song? And he said, if I can ever get Facebook to come up, uh, here we go, Facebook. Please don't be a jerk to me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so he said, I like pretty much anything Martha does, but for me, this isn't one of their top songs. It reminds me too much of Crimson and Clover feel like the song builds without a payoff. Some kind of release of the tension either in the bridge or the last verse chorus would make the song better. That is why I think I like this song. I think that there, there isn't... I think that that's the whole beauty of this song, where it's like there's this, this yearning, and it's never... She she keeps talking about I'll sell my soul for total control over you. It's never going to happen, and I think that that's the beauty of this particular song is she keeps talking about how she's going to sell her soul for total control, and it's just it won't happen. And so there is this unrequited love thing going on in her voice, in the tempo of the song in the sax solo uh, and I just I love it and there is there's so much great stuff going on with the lyrics where it's just there's so much sexual ambiguity going on in the lyrics you know where she talks about street wet tonight lovers touch it's pure delight uh you don't think that there's there's a double meaning to the street wet tonight right you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't lost on me. I, I, you know what? I, I absolutely agree with you that it's just this, 
slow burn, like the drums and the bass are locked in and the guitars hanging right over the top of them. The only thing I, there was one part where in the middle, the sax comes in and the keyboards come in with it. And I, I would have preferred that they left the keyboards out and just, and let, let Marty do his thing and then get back to that. Just this, just delicious, completely sexy. I absolutely agree with you. This is, this would have is, is my probably my second favorite uh, motel song. Uh, I found out and I could not find it. I couldn't find anything to listen to it, but I guess Tina Turner covered this song on the, we are the world on the, we are the world uh, record. Holy crap. But I could not find it. I couldn't, I looked, I looked the YouTube up and down and I could not find it. Okay. You're going to send me through a rabbit hole. Aren't you trying to find that now? I, you know what? I'm, I am neither confirming or denying that that will happen. I'm just telling you what I heard. I'm just relaying the facts as they Dude, would be. It's, it's out there. Um, all right. It says it's available on iHeartRadio. Now we're going to go on iHeartRadio. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, wait. I'll wait until after we're done recording to find it. If I find it, we are so putting the clip of Tina Turner doing this song in there. So there you go. All right. Um, usually this is where I say, did we, uh, did we cover it? Did we miss anything? Did we, did we miss any motel songs that we should have put on this list? Uh, tables turned is about the only one that I would say probably should have been on this list. Uh, not mission of mercy. Uh, not, I wouldn't have put it on my list. Okay. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at uh, some of their their greatest hits records, and let's see if there was anything else. Counting? No, I wouldn't put counting on there. Um, careful? Would you put careful on there? No, I actually that one came up on my Spotify list uh, along with anticipation anticipating i didn't care for either one of those particularly but i did just recently listen to only the lonely in my headphones and it is drinks yeah Yeah. uh how about change change my mind is also on the essential uh their essential cd have you listened to change my mind that's that uh, big band type of song no i i have if i've heard i'm sure i i I got no vacancy. The best of the motels, like, and yeah, I don't think it was on it no came vacancy. Out in the early yeah, I've got 90s. that too. I don't think it was on there. Yeah, so that's that's the majority of everything it, I've heard is from it there. Felt like it was her trying. Somebody probably heard the the Linda Ronstadt with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra and said, "You should do that." That that that's kind of what changed my mind is, and I don't I don't love it. Um, all right, let's see. I'm looking at our list here of guests that we have lined up through the next two months. So it, it, it might be another 20 episodes before we do another episode, just me and you. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Well, we got to do the year end. Oh, we do have to do the year end. Never mind. I take that back. We, we are not going to have any guests on for that one as well. Um, unless you want me to, you want me to invite somebody to, 
Um, if I would, you know, I would say Jeff or John Lamoureux, if anybody hear what their list, hear what their top 10 for the year is. I don't think John listens to new music. Oh, I love him even more <laughs> than I already did. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, he, he's definitely given me some grief cause he's like, I don't know who some of your guests are and, uh. And that's I don't feel bad. Neither do I. And that's that's fine, man. I'm I I I like the people I listen to. I, I like them too. I just don't know who they are yeah. until I till till then. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm opening up your horizons a little bit. So that's that, that's good. I think we're I think we're I think we have it covered. Oh yeah, this. I mean, the motels are not. I don't know that they're anybody's favorite band. So I mean, uh, I think. Uh, to say that we covered it is an understatement. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. An understatement or overstatement that we covered it. You don't think that there's that? Yeah. We, uh, we covered okay. it. Like we All covered right. it. Right. Like I don't, I would, I would like to see another podcast where they covered this subject to this level. Yeah. All right. There you go. Gauntlet has been thrown down. There it is. <laughs> All right. So as a reminder, you can find all of our happenings on our Facebook page for Records Revisit Podcast. We're on Instagram now. You got it all figured out? Yeah, it was I thanks for uh thanks for not taking that public. Oh uh, yeah, that was I was ridiculous. I want to. Can can I can I can I can I do it now? Yeah, you can do can, it. Can I make it public now? So, so I put, I put you in charge since I don't do Instagram. I mean, I do, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I rarely do Instagram. Um, like I just signed up for Instagram right before we started doing the podcast a year ago. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to put you in charge of putting together an Instagram account for the podcast. And so what was the, what was the, the address that you, uh, or username I believe, that I believed it to be records revisited podcast. It turned out, would you, you let, you should unveil that you should pull the curtain back on what it actually said. It was records revisited podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I can't, I can't get over it, man. It's just one of those things that I find just, surprisingly amusing but anyways i love you. i love you man i love you man so we've got that figured out um so. it has yes it has since been fixed i was afraid that i was going to try to fix it and it was going to tell me that somebody already had records revisited podcast and i was going to be effed but uh luckily yeah luckily that was not the case all right. So we're we're on Twitter at Podcast Records. And speaking of that, so our friends across the pond, did you know that they gave up the Records Revisited podcast uh, um, Twitter account? I did not. So uh, you, you probably should go register that. Since I already have like three Twitter accounts. No, I, I, I take that back. I only have two. No, I do have three. I have an old Twitter account for... Uh, my old uh, covers band that hasn't been used in what five years anyways well just are you sure because you might uh, we might end up with the at records revisited podcast (laughs) (laughs) i i think you've learned your lesson man i really do i think you've learned your lesson 
I can't. Key is in the proofreading. I got gotcha. you. There you go. So you can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, iHeartMedia. We're on Spotify. You can find all previous record uh, episodes. You can find all of our previous episodes on recordsrevisitedpodcast.com. And on all those platforms, go subscribe, rate or review us. And here we go. Here's the closing. You know it all too well. Thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Go to a live show. Buy a t-shirt of the band. Buy a record. Visit a record store in Natchez on Record Store Day. And Martha Davis, if you are listening to our podcast, please come on. We are Records Revisited, and we are out. out.